Good afternoon, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Blockchain and Beyond. As always, I'm your host, Farzan. On today's episode, I'm joined by another guest. He is the CEO and f- the founder of the Wayroot Network, and his name is Sharval. If you would like to introduce yourself. Thank you, Farzan, for the invitation. We're super glad to be here talking about our project. My name is Charles Chedraoui. I'm CEO and founder at Wayroot Network. Um, Wero is a decentralized internet network built, operated, and owned by the people. Uh, we are, uh, our goal is to build tools to empower people to deploy their own internet networks and not having to rely on big telcos or governments to provide connectivity, especially um, in these areas that for decades governments and telcos have left people in the dark because they don't see it as profitable. And we believe that with a sharing economy, we can connect everybody in the world uh, to the internet. Yeah, no, I think that that kind of raises, you know, a, a really good point. Um, you know, you, you, you guys mentioned that, you know, internet access is almost a human right at this point. You know, everyone needs access to the internet. And even, you know, living in London, you, you are often in places where it's difficult to get access to Wi-Fi. Um, of course, you have your mobile data, but, you know, for some people, Wi-Fi is, is not accessible, you know, especially for people of the older generation who are, you know, not familiar with the Internet, how it works. Those people are often left in the dark um, and it can be difficult for them to to understand um, how this technology works for them. You know, um, I, I guess we can I would like to start off by by discussing a bit about why you guys have chosen Algorand as, as your platform of, of choice. Yeah, sure. So we, this is a great question uh, that we usually get. And we chose Algorand. When we started this a little bit over a year ago, we weren't sure what chain we should use. But we chose Algorand because of the instant finality. There's no forking on Algorand. And we do need to work with off-chain devices because we are building a real-life internet network for people to access so we needed a way to get all the information on the chain as soon as possible with no forking um extremely low gas fees because this is something that is going to be used in a daily basis every user every time they connect they will interact with algorithms blockchain behind the scenes they won't even know it this is what we call mainstream adoption when people use something without even knowing that what they're using or how it works and uh, the, uh, the speed of the transactions, because of, of course, when you connect to the internet, you expect to have instant connection and not having to wait three, four, five minutes until the transaction mm-hmm. is complete. So that is why we chose Algorand. And of course, well, one of the main reasons is because it is a carbon negative blockchain. So we are very uh, into, into, into the... Um, into green blockchains. We looked uh, into a couple of them, but we chose Algorand because it doesn't, it's not just the green, the greenest of blockchains right now, it's carbon negative, plus all the other benefits that we were looking on the blockchain. Then we started talking to the foundations from different chains and well, we decided on Algorand. We then applied to, to an accelerator on Algorand. We were selected on the Algorand Miami accelerator we met great people from the ecosystem, investors, users, uh, supporters, um, NFT creators, and well, 
we we also love the community. So once we started building Algorand, we realized that we made the right choice to to base uh, what we're building on Algorand to start. Yeah, no, that that sounds great. So I I guess it mostly boils down to one Algorand being carbon negative, but then two the technology, so the speed and the cost of of the transactions, which is again a, a common theme I'm I'm seeing from everyone who is building on Algorand is everyone comes and stays for the exact same reasons. So it's good to see you know that everyone kind of has the same vision with Algorand. Everyone sees you know the same greatness um, or the, or the same benefits in using Algorand. And yeah, you know, the, the Algorand community is awesome. Um, people are, you know, super willing to help even people from the foundation. You know, you can reach out and they will they will support you the best they can. Um, so yeah, no, that's that, that sounds really awesome. Um, so diving a bit more into, into the project. Um, so you describe yourself as a decentralized internet network. So for people who may be unfamiliar with that, what, what does that mean or what does that entail? Yeah, so... It's important to understand how the internet works. So when, when we think about the internet, we only think about we get information on a screen and recent messages and receive videos and whatnot. But the way it works behind the scenes is that uh, there's a bunch of servers allocated in specific places around the world. And then you need to get, uh, you need to get connected to those servers to access that information that you usually receive and send over WhatsApp or whatever uh, platform you're using. Um, and, and in order for you to get that, it's, in, it's a very centralized, um, it's a very centralized operation because one operator in a country owns the fiber that comes into the country, owns all the fiber that, or the radios that are deployed uh, around uh, each, each uh, specific areas. And they decide where they think it is, feasible for their business for them to deploy networks. Ten years ago, the United Nations declared Internet access a human right. And today, in 2022, there are about 3 billion people in the planet that don't have reliable connectivity. And this is due to this centralized um, centralized um, scheme or centralized um, way of providing connectivity. What we are trying to do and what we did when we started, we, we we drafted how an ISP worked from end to end, and then started. Um, it, it, we we separated all the operations that entails the complete overall operation of an ISP, and started uh, trying out new ways of how this could be done without one party taking charge of everything. So we started, and, and of course, how many parties can benefit from, from what these networks are providing. So uh, right now. If I connect to a network that it's operated by one provider, this one provider gets all the benefits as well, and they have to manage everything. And managing everything means high capex and high opex, uh, which makes it very difficult for small startups to become a, a operators. That's why you only see large operators and the small operators that you see around the world in 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 uh, emerging countries like in, in countries in South America, for example, in Ecuador, where I am right now. Um, these cannot compete against the big providers because it's still a centralized uh, way that they are providing connectivity and this requires a lot of money up front to build these networks because they have to deploy a network and then they have to try and go and sell that access to somebody. Whereas in a decentralized way, what we do is we grow based on demand. So whenever a community needs access to a network, they 
will uh, tap in various protocols and they can deploy internet networks in the in specific community and they will use that community and expand that community when more people are, are using that community and they will get reward uh, reward they will be rewarded in Weru tokens for doing so so what we are building is we are building a sharing economy where uh, our token lies at its core and the token is used to uh, reward everybody for their participation so node operators for expanding uh, coverage and providing connectivity to people, stakers for supporting and backing these live nodes so that they can become active and start earning rewards, so they spend rewards. And then, of course, the users for continuously using our network and referring our network to more people. So that is how we are planning to decentralize. This is not an easy task. This is a long-term project. This is very hard to do. This is not solely a DeFi platform. Uh, that uh, that uh, that works on on top of a chain. This actually has other things involved, like legal issues. If you want to actually become an operator in a specific country, uh, this involves deployment and maintenance of devices uh, uh, in, in specific areas. So it is very hard to have this done. But we think that creating this sharing economy. Uh, um, uh, incentivizing people around the world to deploy this network so we can expand coverage and connect more people to the network can be the key to closing the digital gap, which we still have today. So it's a very hard task, but we truly believe that this is possible. And this is possible thanks to blockchain technologies, because in the past, there's been other, uh, other companies that had tried to decentralize, like uh, there's this company in, in Spain called Fun. And they tried to do something similar probably 15 years ago, but devices were too expensive, bandwidth was limited, and of course it, it, the technology of the devices providing the connectivity wasn't there yet. But today we are in a point in time where connectivity uh, in bulk prices is it's accessible, so this can be this can be created. Uh, people have access to more and more um, hardware that is available out there to become part of a network such as Weiru network. And of course, uh, the speed today of uh, giving bandwidth at, at home for people around the world is much, much higher at a lower price than it was 10 years ago. So we believe we are in the perfect moment in time to start building this. And this will probably help solve the digital gap in the next 10 years. The, the problem is so big that it's not going to be solved just by us. But we encourage and we are happy to see other companies doing similar things or, or, or kind of similar things to try to solve a, 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 a problem in common. Because uh, as you can tell, like one or two people alive don't, not having connectivity today, that's huge. And, we, and, and we're not looking to be the only company solving this. That's, that'll be in a way centralized again, right? So, yeah, we are happy to have competition and we are happy to see other, other people around the world, other companies trying to solve the same problem. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely agree with that. You know, you, you talked about how ISPs are traditionally very centralized and, you know, that's something that was a part of a lot of my research. You know, uh, most countries have one or two main ISPs who offer most of their services and then all of the infrastructure is, you know, sublet out to smaller companies and, you know, the cost of building and hosting this infrastructure is, you know, in the billions of tens of billions because, you know, it involves, you know, digging up roads, you know, laying fiber optic cables, um, 
and having you know services that are persistent and constantly running um and it as you said it, it's not an easy task for for anyone or especially startups where you don't have that sort of scale to actually come in and change you know the, the, the status quo um but but what i'm seeing you know where we're doing is you know its benefits can can even be seen in you know uh, developed countries where you know people still have a lot of internet access because even within our communities there's people who are unconnected, people who you know who cannot afford internet, um, and you know Weiru is potentially a step to helping them get connected as well, which will overall better, you know, society at at, at large. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is not something only useful for uh, emerging countries, but also developed nations, as you mentioned. Um, you would be amazed at how the biggest cities in the United States, for example, uh, most of the time have the most people disconnected within that city. Because in big cities, you see the areas that have wealth and then automatically right next to that area, you see uh, an area with uh, with very very low income and this translates in, in in something that it's called internet poverty around the world 1.5 billion people live in internet poverty situations and this is uh, throughout the whole world it's not just in emerging countries so yeah this could be useful in in developed countries as well and it's very important to understand how how going back to the, the previous question I didn't mention the three types of nodes that we have to make this decentralized uh, network a reality so for people that already have internet connection in their homes or in their business and they want to be part of the network, we have something called micronodes. The micronodes are meant uh, for people that already have a connection and that they want to share or expand that to anybody around them so that they can use that network. And this said node, this micronode will be rewarded uh, with Wearable tokens. So right now we have something called the Genesis device that is coming out. People will be able to get one of those devices, connect them to their internet router and create this Wi-Fi network that will uh, be broadcasted by this router. And whoever connects to that network will generate new rewards. And at the same time, you'll be helping somebody get online without having to meet the person, without having to give them the password, without having to, um, to, to worry about uh, security issues because this device is, uh, is built to work uh, as a standalone device, so people won't have access to your local uh, to your local network. And then we have two other types of nodes, which are the block nodes and the link nodes. And these are very special because these are put in place so that we can bring connectivity to places where there is no connectivity. So, for example, let's say there is a small area or a small community outside a big city that don't have they don't have the best connection. Right. So the idea of the link node is that a local provider, it could be us or it could be any local provider that, that wants to uh, jump in and help out, expand the wear coverage. And they will bring a line of fiber or they will bring connectivity to that area through uh, uh, the wireless technologies like uh, radio, point to point or point to multi point technologies. So when they bring the, the, the line of Internet or the capacity the bandwidth capacity to this area, they become a link node and they will be rewarded for that bandwidth that they provide to this community. And then within that community, there is something that we call blog nodes. So somebody from that community, it could be a community leader, it could be a startup, it could be a business, it could be a, somebody from this community, they will build a distribution network within the community 
which is basically deploying hotspots around these communities so people will have internet access via Wi-Fi and they will be rewarded for the traffic generated on that set network. So as you can see, we decentralize the way of how somebody brings connection to a, to a community and they themselves don't have to worry about the CAPEX and the OPEX problem that they will encounter in this community to deploy the network, but the network will be deployed by the same community based on demand. So the more people need it, the more the network grows within that same community, more people are connected to the internet and all the rewards for participating in this network are, are, um, uh, are shared between the, the participants in wireo tokens. So it's very important to have these, these tokens uh, separated and understand how this works. And all this uh, information is in our white paper and it's, it's, it's in our website. People can go and read through that and they'll understand a little bit uh, more in depth on how this works. But it's very important to understand the difference between those two and how we are approaching this problem. Because uh, in places that there is no connectivity, there is no reason to have a micronode because if nobody has connectivity there, then that means the micronode will, will be worthless there. But at the same time, there are places in big cities that they have a lot of connectivity. You go, uh, you go to Miami, you start looking for Wi-Fi and you see hundreds and hundreds of networks, but they all have passwords. Nobody can access them. So if some of them had Weiru connect, a Weiru device connected to their networks, that means you'll go to this specific city and you'll have access to the internet anywhere in that city based on what other people are providing to the network. So this is very exciting for us. Yeah, no, you, you, you answered the question I was going to ask next, but yeah, the, about the node types. And that's something which I really like because it, it lets people of different capacities do what they can, right? So the micronodes, you know, people in their own homes can set up this device, you know, it sits with your internet router, you know, it takes, you know, a quick little setup. And then from there, you know, you're, you're providing coverage, you're earning rewards. But, you know, people who have more capacity, who want to, you know, bring connectivity to a new town or a new village, you know, you have something built in as part of, you know, the, the protocol for people to do that. And then even within that town or village, there's capacity for people to, you know, expand with the hotspots. So there's there's like different different stages almost that you can contribute to the network, um, which is something that's really key because that's what you see in you know traditional ISP models as well. There's there's different tiers of ISPs where each ISP does what they can, and here you know it's up to the people to decide. You know what can I do myself? You know personally, I'll be like, yeah, I can run a micro node. I can do that at my own house. You know, um, but someone may be like, yeah they're happy to set up a link node and then someone else may be working with them to, you know, set up the hotspots. And then all of a sudden you have this, you know, harmonious relationship of people supporting everyone else with the aims of, you know, achieving the same goals. <clears throat> yes, yes, 100% true. That is the goal, having this, uh, this orchestrated in a way that is a hassle-free operation for anybody that wants to, uh, come into the network and, and and help out. And we have these different types of ways that people can help out. Like you can call it tiers. So yeah, it, it, that's that, that's a good way of, of, of explaining it. Just like the regular ISPs work, there are different types of, of providers in different stages. This is the same thing, only in a decentralized way. What we are building is we are building the tools and the technology so that people can just set up their nodes and start running those nodes uh, without us 
having to come and participate in that or having to to help them set up set up those nodes. So this is key for exponential growth. People being able to set up their own nodes without us intervening. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm a bit conscious of time, so I wanted to perhaps talk about your airblocks NFTs, um, and and what your your aim aim with 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 that is. Yes, so um, we already set up the first link node and block node in Latin America. We set it up in Ecuador in a slow in a low income community right outside one of the biggest cities called Guayaquil. This low income community is called Monte Sinai or Mount Sinai in English. And what we did there, we when we went there, we wanted to bring this technology for these people to deploy their own networks. But we realized that there are some areas that people have so little, so little that they they literally cannot build their own network. They literally cannot take advantage of this technology and of this collaborative uh, economy that we're building, the sharing economy that we're building. So the NFTs were put in place so that we as Weru can go and build a network for them or, or help them build a network with all the proceeds that we get from the NFTs. This is a purely altruistic approach. You buy an NFT and this money is used so we can go and help a low-income community set up their own internet network so that they can take charge of that network in the future and they can start earning from main, uh, the maintenance of that network and the growth of that network uh, as well. But at the beginning, there is no other way from them for them to do it. So the NFT sales help us bring together more communities. We are working directly with foundations in Latin America so that we can get in touch with these communities and start deploying networks with the sales that we get from, from the airblocks. But you don't get a direct benefit from holding an airblock, like a direct monetary benefit, but you get indirect benefits. Like you can... You get commercial rights, so if you use that and you 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 sell merch using your airbook, you'll get monetary benefits from that. Um, uh, but that's not directly related for the from the existence of the NFT, but from you doing something with that NFT, you will get a discount price at our token sale when we, we when we go live with our token early next year. And if you have a, 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 an airbook now you will get early access to get a Genesis device to run your own, to run your own node. So that and a bunch of other uh, benefits that you'll get as an air blocker that are not directly related with what happens with that network that we set up because the idea is to give. These are NFTs to give. So when you buy one of these NFTs, you get a mad, crazy, fantastic art because I think they're great. Everybody gets them because they love the art. But at the same time, Behind it, the utility is that you are helping somebody else get connected today because there's no other way that they would have got, gotten connected uh, in the first place. So yeah, that's what the NFTs are about. Yeah, no, I, and these are the NFTs back here. Yep, I, I already have some merch. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's it's it's a unique approach, you know, where it's a completely you know charitable cause or altruistic approach, you know, where you know you don't get any direct benefits, you know, there's no sort of airdrops from holding the nfts it's you it's all just going directly to support these these communities um and you know any other benefits that you decide to give you know that will be you know as and when it happens but you know people people know when they buy the nft you know that this is going to go directly to support people who need it most um to helping them get access to the internet um and, that, and i think that's 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 awesome um 
Yeah, of course, because we have the two options, right? If you wanna, if you want to earn, you can run a hotspot and earn from that. Uh, become a link node or a blog node in the future, and you can earn from that. We have all, we also have something called uh, hotspot pools that we're putting together now, and we're going to be releasing that uh, a little bit after we release the the Genesis pre-sale, which it's basically we deploy. For example, a thousand hotspots in a specific area, and that entails a pool, and people can participate from that pool and earn from what that pool is is generating as well. But if you want to go on the purely altruistic approach and uh, and and hold an NFT, that will overall help the ecosystem because these networks in these places will also be uh, run by Weiru OS, and people will also need to interact with Weiru's pro protocols to access the network they will still need the token to access the network so in 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 a, in, a, in a way it's helping you increase the value of whatever you are actually investing in the protocol to earn by host, having an nft plus having an nft as you said will start getting more and more benefits as they come become available as they become available in the future um like you having an nft might increase your uh, your uh, the percentage or, or the yield that you'll get from running a hotspot if you have an NFT. And we're looking at having, I don't know, in the next 10 years, probably 10 million hotspots deployed worldwide, but there is only 10,000 air blocks. So people might not see the real value now, but in a couple of years, those NFTs are going to be way more valuable because they will have a direct benefit if you interact with the protocols of where as an operator at any tier whatsoever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm a bit wary of time. Um, so for people, for anyone who wants to reach out to you or find out more about uh, where network, where's, where's the best place to, to find you guys? Yeah. So we're mostly active on Twitter, so you can follow us on Twitter and there's a link on Twitter that will direct you to our other socials. And of course, join our Telegram or Discord channels because that is that is where we have uh, the most communications directly with 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 the uh, with the Wayro fam, with our community. So that will be the best place. Now, if you want to learn more about Wayro, go to uh, Uh our website. You'll have all the information you need to 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 understand how Wayro works, all, all the the benefits that you can get by by joining the Weiru family. And there's links also to our white paper, our token paper, and other more uh, very, very relevant information for anybody who wants to come and join our, our community. Cool. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll include this information in the description below for anyone who wants to check it out as well. Um, but Charval, thank you so much for your time. I've, I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot more from this conversation with you, um, more than what I learned learning, uh, reading the white paper. Um, it's been awesome. I think of course. you know you guys are doing some some awesome work. Um, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to sit down and speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, but yeah, thank you so yeah. much. Um, yeah, no, no, Farsan, thank you, thank you for the invitation. Thanks for the interest. Uh, I know your background is in, in, in cybersecurity, and you were very uh, interested about uh, about what we were building. So thanks so much for picking our project to have on in your podcast. And it's a pleasure for us to be here. Yeah. Also, don't forget to join the waiting list. By the way, <laughs> device. Yeah. We have a waiting list open right now. We have we're having the pre-sale in a couple of weeks. So save your spot. <laughs>